Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Well, Kevin, it is now at least one piece of the puzzle has now been played, and that is Mr. Minnickfield is going to redshirt this year. He is going to be a non-scholarship redshirt. So I'm guessing that big word non, he's not on scholarship, but he's going to redshirt. Now I'm guessing, only guessing, that the NIL is going to help pay for that scholarship. I mean, for that, for his uh, tuition and so forth. Hey, Randy. Hey, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been telling you guys for a while, I've been telling everybody that's listening for a while, Arkansas could end up with 14 players. You can only have 13 on scholarship. They could have two players end up red shirt, only one or possibly none. We've moved out. We can eject the none, the possibly none. That's out. That's out the window. Now we're down to two, possibly one. Only 13 can be on scholarship. So non-scholarship is equivalent. Uh, you know, you can, we can phrase it however we want. Randy just asked about the NIL money. I've been asked not to speak about NIL, so I'm not going to confirm or deny. That oh, been yeah. asked to stay away from it. You went there, Randy. I'm going to stay away from it. But but would you but, would you would you either confirm or deny that what I said could be in play? Of course, it could be. I don't, okay. In fact, you know, in this age of NIL. Uh, you, you hope that that helps everybody out in the ways that they need it, and so this may be a, there may be a need there. Okay, so having agreed with you <laughs> on that much, uh, uh, you know we know that Bay Fall was one of those kind of mystery things. Is he on campus? Is he not? It really wasn't that big of a mystery, but we did break the news in concert with at least confirming that that he'd been practicing with the team since early July. Now we've seen a flood of photos coming from the University of Men's Basketball Program, as well as a really cool video. Was that earlier today? Yesterday? It's all running together now. Uh, but you, you know, Bayfall was uh, prominently featured in those in those uh, social media splashes. So, you know, he's been practicing with the team. You know, I will tell you that his availability next year is the last remaining piece of the puzzle in terms of whether or not there could be another red shirt. And so, one of the things I've said over and over again, too, going back weeks, is that if Arkansas has any players red shirt, it's not by design and it wouldn't be because that was the plan for those players it would be based on their availability i don't speak in terms of specifics when it comes to academics or injuries or medical stuff unless the staff has been cleared to put it out or or green lighted me to do so or the player or their family so we're not in a situation where that's the case but we all talk in terms of availability so you know if there's another red shirt coming down the bike it's likely to be that would be Bayfall. Um, so we'll see what happens there. That's still pending. Arkansas had an unnamed commit. I've used the word commit. It's way beyond commit. Um, it's not, you know, it, it's it's way beyond that. And so this is the, what we consider the 14th player, I guess, 
would be the seventh from the transfer portal. Uh, we know Blocker and Fall are the two from, from the high school signing class back in November, so this will be the seventh portal player. Uh, we still count Minifield because even though he's redshirting and even though he's non-scholarship, he still came out of the portal and he's still at Arkansas and going to be there unless something changes from what we know now. So this no- unnamed player, he's you know in that 6'6 six, six range, 3-4 combo forward, um, and we'll wait. I think it could be next week. That's what I was told when a public announcement will be made. But I was told weeks ago it would be a Monday, and then I was told a Tuesday, and then they pumped the brakes. And I think the reason they did that, they kind of wanted some of these other things to resolve a little bit. you know. And then they've kind of sprinkled it out. We got the Bayfall news out in the minute field today. So maybe it is time for the unnamed commit to finally be unveiled, unmasked, revealed, uh, you know. And so that could happen maybe in the next few days, maybe early next week, midweek. And if it doesn't happen that soon, they've got probably reasons why they want to sit on it. Um, but, you know, Arkansas is going to wrap up these second, this second part of the early limited practices that go through June and July. That'll wrap up fairly soon. They'll have a small, uh, you know, a break for a week or two. Then they'll come back. Uh, Arkansas does have three players that either are not practicing or very limited. We've known about Trevor in Brazil and Mackay Mitchell. Uh, I think we're going to see those guys back in the fold in fairly short order, and it could be any time maybe in August or September for those two. The other one is Khalid Battle. He's been out of practice a little bit as of late, but he's expected for a full return back to practice uh, when you know, most likely when the fall semester resumes. Like I said, they'll be out for you know maybe up to a couple of weeks, and then coming back and things pick up back up with an expanded version of limited practices until. It's full-on practice time, you know, just a few weeks after they get back to school. So, you know, those are kind of some updates, uh, guys. I kind of went through a lot of stuff other than just the stuff, what came out today with Minifield. What is – is Chandler Lawson, is he still in the picture? I've I've heard nothing about him. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because that was the one thing I just left out. I, I was checking down my list, and I guess I just looked over that with so much else I was saying. He's expected to be available for practices soon. He's still in the mix. That's part of the 14. He was the sixth player out of the portal. We know there were five guards and a wing, or a combination of guard wing and that first five out of the portal. That started in early April, went through mid-April when those players committed, and it was kind of quiet for a while. Then late last month, about the time that the NBA draft was going that week, the day after the draft is when we – learned of Lawson Chandler's commitment. He'd visited earlier that week. Uh, so that was the sixth portal commitment. And then there's been an unnamed one out there. You know, in theory, we could say the unnamed guy is really the sixth, okay, because he, he was really on board before Lawson Chandler. But we'll call him the seventh since chronologically when it hits publicly, he'll be the seventh. But, you know, um, Chandler Lawson is should be cleared for practice fairly, fair, in fairly short order. If something changes on that and I find that out, then we'll, we'll address that at that time. But right now, it looks like pretty soon he'll be joining the team in practices. Um, and, and if it doesn't happen here at the tail end of this July part of the limited practice, it's, it's, it, it should be then when they get back after a week or two break. Isn't it Chandler Lawson? Because you said Lawson Chandler. I thought oh, it was... Chandler Lawson. I'm sorry. I, okay. I'm thinking Lawson Blake, the walk-on. Yeah, I'm I've got two two Lawsons in my head here. Well, it's okay. Uh, but Chandler but I... Lawson, you get, you're going to have two Lawsons on a five-player front line, guys, available for next year for sure. 
Uh, and so one of them's Lawson Blake, the walk-on, and Chandler Lawson, the 6'8 combo forward from Memphis, played two, his first two years at Oregon, transferred to the Memphis Tigers where he played the last two years. He's a grad transfer, uh, and so he should be cleared for joining the team soon. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, let's talk with Shane. Shane, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Hoop Scoop. Yes, I do. Uh, I was going to see as far as uh, battle goes. Is, is, did you say a minute ago that he uh, that, that he was not going to be in practice? Or guys, that was a little muffled. I heard battle, but I didn't hear the rest of it. Are you talking about Khalif battle? That. Are you talking about Khalif battle? Yeah. Shane? He's been practicing. What, what, what's his question? Yeah. Try it again, uh, Shane. I want to see, see what? Try it again. Try try your question again. Yeah, I, saw, I heard that, you know, battle was not going to be uh, be, uh, be eligible? Be there. Yeah. Any, any, I've, I've not heard he's not eligible. Yeah, thank Guys, you there? Yeah. I, I just ran through it. Um, there's only two guys whose availability were really in play here in terms of will they redshirt or not. One of those has been answered today. Another one who I said a, a, just a bit ago is is Bay Fall. We're, we're going to learn on that at some point. Khalif Battle, I mentioned, is one of three players not practicing right now. Trevor Brazil, Makai Mitchell, this is a very recent development. He has been practicing. He is expected to be back soon, and it may be when they return after this upcoming break, but as of now, he's expected to be back soon. It has nothing to do with the kind of availability that might be impact that has impacted at least one player and maybe another. So I don't speak in terms of specifics when it comes to academic stuff or medical stuff. So... I, I use other words like availability, um, you know, and so battle should be back soon. Ankles is what I've heard, but that may not be. Well, there you go. You've heard something on it, so you could say it. I, I did. Okay. I, I heard an ankle was the issue with him. Okay. We got Tim waiting, but we're needing to go to a break. Oh, boy, that was close. Hang on. Mr. Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. And thanks to our good friends at Fence Brokers. Chris, if you're listening, good afternoon, my friend. Drive Time Sports will continue in just one moment. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. All right, let's go right to Tim. Tim, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Hoopscoop. I sure do. Hey, Kevin, uh, how are we looking on the... Three-pointers. I guess he's asking if Arkansas is going to shoot three-pointers better than they did last year. Yeah, they're shooting it any better. Well, I've heard they're shooting it better. They chart everything in practice. I've heard that they feel good about a lot of it. 
Um, and here's the thing. I mean, if you look at Arkansas as bad as it was last year, the three top three-point shooters, by percentage, Joseph Pinion, Trevor Brazil, Debo Davis, with various levels of volume because of their availability, led Arkansas in three-point shooting. Then the portal, they brought in guys that were markedly better than most of the guys that just departed for the NBA draft. And so when you put all that together, you got to think Arkansas can't be as poor from the three-point line, not only as it was last year, but the prior year. Both seasons, Arkansas was ranked near the bottom of Division One in three-point efficiency. Uh, and then they started to cut their volume down to play to their strengths. They did a good job overall defensively defending the three. They had to. They had to match somehow their own poor, you know, anemic, you know, being anemic on the three-point end, so they had to make sure defensively that they they shored that up so they didn't get destroyed from behind the line. They did a pretty good job of it, but you, you really don't want to, you know, you'd like to do better than they have done on offense, and I think they will be. To answer your question, I think Arkansas's got the pieces outside of the names I just mentioned who are returning when I look at Jeremiah Davenport, the senior grad, and all the threes he made. I think 250 in his career at Cincinnati. Cully uh, Battle is a guy that I think is going to help Arkansas from behind the arc. He's had he, was, he became more and more efficient as his career went on at Temple. Uh, Trayman Mark got better as a three-point shooter and ended up being a better offensive player to the end of last year, and a guy that's a winner based on all the success they had at Houston. In fact, his his resume and Devo's resume are very similar, and so Arkansas's really not just three-point shooting, but I think the veteran and the the, the the veteran qualities of all these transfers helps Arkansas, too, in terms of guys with experience. Grown men in the room who aren't just cutting their teeth at the college level for the first time and still teenagers. I mean, you're going to have really a much more uh, a veteran team now. And I think the three-point shooting skill definitely gets elevated. And we'll see how it plays out. You know, chemistry and other things matter. Uh, get a, a, a Guards that can move the ball well so that open threes can be taken advantage of. I mean, all that plays into it. But I just think just from a shooting skill standpoint, there's no doubt this may be Musselman's best team in that regard. So Musselman may coach Coach Mus may end up taking them to the final four. Well, I mean that's uh, you know, I felt like he's assembled rosters the last couple of years uh-huh. that had the potential for that. Um you know, and this is one of those this is one of those. I think last year because of injuries and the fact that even the five stars so young, we saw that inexperience and the growing pains. And I think, you know, from a talent standpoint, Final Four was there, but other things that factor into what makes a team really strong, I think, was missing. And the development was a little slowed because of the missing pieces due to injuries. I think this year, uh, with the pieces they've got back, the returning players, uh, a lot of the stuff we've already talked about, I think there is a potential for them to have another run deep in the NCAA tournament. Potentially, I think Arkansas also should be in the conversation for more preseason top ten rankings. They may not start out that well. I think they should, and I think they should be in the conversation to challenge for an SEC title. We know they have poor starts in league play, and they get so far behind. They're really just trying to dig out and improve seating for NCAA tournament by the time they get things fixed. And it's not as much about competing for a league title anymore, but maybe a more veteran team and you know, maybe after some learning curves the last two or three years, Arkansas can maybe get that part started out as well. We'll see. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank Thanks. you, Tim. Um, this from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback. Floyd says preseason. 
predictions are worth about as much as last week's newspaper. Hmm. Players will emerge, others will disappear. True. Yeah. Very true. true. We, we see a, we see a lot of teams that don't live up to preseason expectations. Arkansas was one of those last year, except Arkansas did get to the Sweet 16, so they kind of finished trending. You know, they, I mean, they've had the misfortune of losing two of the last three years to the eventual national champion. Um, you know, that's just how it goes sometimes. But Arkansas is pretty well, you know, when you look at back-to-back Elite Eights, followed up with a Sweet 16, uh, and in two of those years they came in ranked top 10 or top 15, uh, they, they pretty much lived up to, you know, by the time it's over, to some of the preseason stuff. But he's right. A lot of this stuff is just – it, it's not going to it's not going to pan out like the like the preseason numbers suggest. By the way, guys, a recruiting tidbit: twenty twenty four five star K Honor Boateng, Little Rock Central, six five wing, seventeen U Arkansas Hawks. We talk about him all the time. He's taken multiple unofficial visits to Arkansas. He had two last summer in the span of five weeks, but he's going to take an, avis, an official visit to Arkansas starting next Friday, the twenty eighth. So. We were just talking about this in our last segment. What are some of these players in that 2024 class going to do? And I said, as the summer winds down with these events, you're going to start seeing guys set up visits. And Arkansas has been very quiet. In years past, they've had their senior high school seniors-to-be coming in starting in June. None of that happened this year that early, that soon. But Keonor Boateng, Arkansas, he's a priority recruit. Uh, he, you know, He hasn't put out a final schools list yet, I'm guessing – uh, you know, there'll be more than just Arkansas on it when he gets around to it, but he's going to start an official visit next Friday, a week from today, uh, at Arkansas. So this will be an official visit as in the past, whereas in the past it was an unofficial visit. What are you anticipating out of this 24 class? What, what, How many potential uh, signees do you see coming out of this class? Well, Eric Musman, who, by the way, guys, I'll see here shortly at Moses Moody's uh, two-day weekend, Moses Moody Day event. He'll be in Little Rock as a guest speaker for tonight in the uh, Arkansas Museum of Fine Arts here in Little Rock. But I'll see Mus. But with Musman, I never know what dynamics or paradigms is he changing in recruiting. But I do think after signing six guys last year and some of the bumps and bruises and the, the duration it took to get guys, you know, up to speed on certain things, then we saw this recruiting class really heavy on portal. I think moving forward, unless he's just got you know another situation where he can land three one and duns and five star guys, uh, he might limit it to two or three guys. That's just my feeling on it. Um, you know, so I think saying that even twenty twenty four, you know, maybe two or three guys again. Last year it was two guys. They fall in, in Laden Blocker. We might be looking at something similar this time around if they can get the guys they want. That might be a kind of a max range. Two to three. Uh, anything more than that means Arkansas is about to win a, a, a high school recruiting title again. <laughs> I don't think he's going to just stack a bunch of high school players like that six-player class unless they're you know can't you know, guys that look like they'd be in the draft in a year. And even then, I, I you know I, I don't know that that that'll it'll exceed three. I think two to three is probably where it lands, guys. Well, unfortunately, John, I'm not going to be able to get you on because we're about to. Uh... Take the top of the hour break. So um, I hate that for John because he had called for uh, for Kevin. But there is the music. All right, Kevin, enjoy your time tonight at the Moses Moody uh, Fair, and uh, we will talk with you next week. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop. 
courtesy of Hogville.net and our good friends at Fence Brokers, Chris Walker and the gang.